Well, it's Thanksgiving week for those of you in America that are tuning in. And Lisa is just returning from Iraq and Dubai. So the great news that I have in regard to that is, first of all, I've missed her a lot. But the great news is our oldest son, Addison, is on the podcast with me again. So, Addison, hello. Hello, sir. It's good to be here. Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Even though it's still a couple days away. It is. Yeah. It feels like Thanksgiving already. So, So what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? We're actually As a family. Dri- yeah, we're driving down to Texas. We're going 12 hours with all the kids. Four kids Four under kids seven and under. With our 14-week-old. Oh, wow. This so is going to be, be fun. That'll be an adventure. Do, I'm do sure you know there'll be a lot of stops. that's what we used to do when we first started this ministry? Your mom and I would be in the car with all you little kids and driving. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember <laughs> driving all the way from Florida up through Maine, up into Canada, yeah. and then all, all the way Nova back Scotia. down. Scotia. Yep. yep. I remember. Wow. That's a great memory because yeah. you were pretty young. I was probably seven, six, yeah. seven at the yeah. time, right? Yeah. We did lots of fun things. We'd stop and get ice cream for that you guys. That was the only or... time I got to have fast food. Yeah, that's true. I would love that because we would true. stop on the drive and I'd get fast food. And if you were little now, I wouldn't give you fast food. Probably wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. So I took advantage of it then. Well, I know for Thanksgiving, it is probably one of my favorite um, holidays that we have in the year. I think it's really nice because it's very family-oriented. This is the first, one of the first Thanksgivings we've had without you and Juliana and the kids. Yeah. But um, sorry about that. No, it's okay. I I just love family mom's, being mom's together. Mom's still bitter about it. We're we're yeah. working through that. <laughs> I know, but uh, I just love that there's no gifts given. We're celebrating what God has done in our life and giving us each other relationships. And so I just, I just, I want to encourage everybody out there this Thanksgiving, I want you to zero in on what you're thankful for. Not what's not going right, what's going difficult in your life right now. Think about the people that God's placed in your life. And I want you, you know, I'll never forget the time when God showed me that being thankful is like climbing stairs and complaining is like sliding down a water slide. Now, if you've ever gone to a water park, you, you, you will climb the high stairs for the high slide. You'll, you'll climb those stairs for 45 seconds to a minute to get up there. And it takes two seconds to go to the bottom on that water slide. And that's what complaining does. And if you, know, you have an attitude of complaining... You're sliding, and you're sliding down fast. And I'll never forget when the Lord, because one time I was so almost getting prideful that I wasn't complaining with my mouth. Mm. I woke up one morning, and the Lord said, it was during a fast, He said, I hear the complaints in your heart. And I didn't get out of bed. I rolled out to my knees, and I started repenting like crazy. But the Bible says that when we complain, we literally... We, we put a cover, a lid, over the light of God that's in our hearts. Yeah. And so we're no longer a bright, shining light to a lost generation. And that really transitions us into what I think is the elephant in the room in America right now, and that's the elections mm-hmm. that just took place. And I think we need to talk about it, Addison. Yeah, I agree. What, what's on your mind about it? I, I, I want to hear from you first. Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, we as a church, we have to remember that we are citizens of heaven. That's so good. First and foremost. Yep. Secondly, we're Americans. Before we're Democrats, before we're Republicans, before we're independents, we're Americans. Very good. And so we, as the American people, we have, we have to view each other as such. And if, if we're going to move forward unified, then we have to get past these party lines and realize that there are a lot of people hurting right now. 
There are a lot of people in our country that are hurting because of different divides. And we could point fingers and we could assign blames. But the bottom line is we as the church, we have to take ownership in this problem. We right. do. Right. Because we, I, I personally, we haven't allowed God's spirit to transform us to become agents of his life, his goodness, his mercy, his love. And, and so we as a church, we've been... Um, affected and dictated by our culture as opposed to transcending and transforming our culture. And so a lot of these issues that are uh, that are prevalent in, in the American culture are also prevalent in the American church. And that's something we have to address first and foremost at home before we can expect our politicians to make any kind of drastic change. So basically, we've put too much faith in our politicians. We have. We? we have. Instead of being the church, the salt and light, and, and brightly shining in our generation, we've said, well, let's get good politicians that will make decisions that will regulate moral behavior, that will regulate success, when in reality, we should be a bright light as a church in this time of darkness. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's the time where, you know, anybody can be critical, anybody can be angry. Yeah. That's the way the world responded to this election. <laughs> I mean, the protests on the street and yeah. everything— we got to be different as believers. Yeah. We've got to be thankful. I, I have had many presidencies and many congressmen that have gotten into office that I didn't vote for. Yeah. But when they got into office, I have to realize that the New Testament tells me not to talk bad about them. It doesn't tell me to complain about them. It tells me to pray for them, to make intercession for them, to give thanks for them. And Paul even said, don't speak evil against the ruler of your people. Yeah. So God tells us to do those things. What's going to set us apart when we are thankful and we didn't vote for right. that that candidate? When we are praying for that candidate with passion right. and we didn't vote for that candidate? Yeah. That's what makes you a true Christian. Absolutely. And so um, you, when you look at Peter, Peter says in second, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, "...fear God and honor the king." The king that he was referring to there was Herod Agrippa I, and he was the king of Judea who murdered Christians deliberately for one reason, to get political favor with the Jewish people who were the larger segment of people in the Judean area. So Peter writes and says, honor him. So now, he was a masterful manipulator. Oh, that was so well put. So Peter tells us to honor him. So how do you honor a man like that? Not because of his behavior. Right. I mean, there were people upset with candidates because of their behaviors. You know, let's talk president. There were people upset with Hillary Clinton because she lied about the emails. Right. There were people upset with Donald Trump because of the disgusting way that it was. he talked about women 11 years ago. So everybody was upset with, with these candidates. But the thing is... Neither of them was murdering Christians to gain political favor sure. with the larger segment of people. Yet God's word tells us in that situation, in that context, honor King Herod Agrippa I. That's what Peter wrote. So what that means is we don't honor the behavior. We honor the position. That's right. Okay, and then Paul says that we're to pray for our leaders so that we can live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So Paul is saying, passionately pray for your leaders, and the result of that is going to be a what? A quiet life in all godliness and honesty, which means what? That is a life where you can get the gospel out. Because our job as 
as you so excellently put it, we are first of all citizens of the kingdom, is to be ambassadors for the king of kings. That's right. And if we're praying for our government and we are passionately praying for them, we're going to have avenues. It's going to open up avenues for us to be able to bring the kingdom of God into our nation in much more effective way. That's right. And we can't have an escapist mentality like, oh, we'll just put up with this. One day we'll be out of here and we don't need to worry about our government or what's going on in our culture. The reality is, by God's spirit, we get to change what's happening right now with our culture. And when you look at the candidates, presidential candidates that we had, the reality is they're a reflection of our culture. They are. And so if we hope to see something different down the road, we've got to start making changes on a family and communal level. Like you don't, you don't make these mass changes on a presidential or a congressional level. You make them and at a family and communal level. And so everyone's looking for someone else to change the world on a macro or large scale. But it seems like we're unwilling to be transformed for the sake of the world. We're unwilling to make those small changes in, in our areas of influence. And we talk about these, these issues of racism. We talk about these issues of injustice. But are we, are we taking them and we applying them to the way we live our lives individually? Are we just saying, as a nation as a whole, we're suffering in these areas? And it's easy to look at problems like that and be like, oh, well, you know, our nation needs to fix this or our government officials need to fix that. But the reality is these issues are a reflection of who we are individually, not just who we, we are collectively. You're, what you're saying is we need to be the change. We, yeah, We're and I know that's for cliche. somebody else to bring the change, but we need to bring <laughs> we, the change. We do. It's cliche, but it's what God said in his word. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked that's ways. That's right. Not, not the president's wicked ways, not the Congress' that's wicked right. ways, not the Supreme Court judge's wicked ways. If my people will turn from their wicked ways, right. I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal, heal this land. Lands. Because why? We will literally be a transformed body of Christ that is reflecting to the world what they're hungry and looking for. Why do masses come out to see Jesus? Because Jesus lived a life that was above was total, totally what they different. were used to seeing. He was the first human being who got it right. Right. So people came out to see him. There's something different about this but, guy. But the elephant still in the room is this. There are a whole lot of people that are hurting and really angry. Because Addison, I, I looked at some of the leaders' social media. I looked at my social media, and I saw the ac accusations that were Christians were making against Christians. Christian, yeah. the, the judgments they were making against leaders because they were just trying to let people know what the issues were that the candidates stood for. And I have realized right here is the problem because we're all dividing, accusing, making judgmental statements over a politician. We are children from another world. Right. We are ambassadors from another world. We need to live like that, and we need to realize it doesn't matter if there's a hair in our, in our, in our White House that's murdering us to get political favor with the larger segment of people or the news media, or if we've got a godly president in there, if it doesn't matter. We're the ones that determine how rapidly the gospel goes out Absolutely. and how much our society is going to change. Yeah. So I want to encourage every one of you, if you believe this podcast is of any value to you, stop being the person that talks politics in a complaining way and start being the person that says, I want to bless our president. I want to bless our Congress. I want to bless our Supreme Court judges and pray for them 
give thanks for them and don't speak against them. That's the word of God. And find ways to address those issues in your own world. Don't don't just assign assign the blame to to the president. Yep. President elect. Agreed. To the congressman, congresswoman. Don't just assign the blame to them. Look at our own lives and ask those questions. What can I do to advocate for justice? What can I do to advocate for harmony, for Excellent. love, for acceptance? And what does that look like within a biblical context? Amen. Well, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, we'll talk to you next week.